Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for seashells and aloe lotion. I am one of your amazing hosts, David Steele from SteelEmpire.com. I am Chaotic Anarchy from ThreadRaiders.com. And I am Fenwald Griswick. And we are honored to have with us today a very special guest, Mr. Rick, how do you say, Maury? Yes, you got it on the first try. Awesome. Rick Maury. We are experts. Yes, you are. <laughs> Rick, and Rick is a transplant uh, from Texas in Ohio, Yeah, right? yeah, lovely magnolia. <laughs> wow. That's a big move, I mean, coming from Texas. Yeah, no, it was a big move. I mean, considering it was, gosh, 1,100, 1,200 miles. Big, big move. Yeah, man. So... Yeah. So we got we got an awesome show as usual, and then we're gonna sit down and talk to Rick as well. Got a little interview, some specific threatening questions that we'll get to find out everything about Ooh, him. All the dirt. Yes, all the dirt. And of course, our news segments, and our gaming segments, and our ad segments, and the lovely what's in the box. What's in the box? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to see what Rick has in his box. <laughs> I have a I have a dice that when you roll a one it has a nice four letter word that begins F with an F on it. Oh what every goodness. player says when they roll a one. Did we mention this is rated R? Yeah. <laughs> that was literally going to be my first interview question. I can't believe you stole it from me. <laughs> Guess you'll have to start with question two. <laughs> Skip 13. <laughs> So it says on your Twitter account that you are a financial conservative. Is that correct? Yeah, I am. I'm what, I'm what I call a centrist. I like to see capitalism, but I'm not an extreme capitalist. However, I am very liberal when it comes to social programs. So things like food stamps, helping people, doing things to help the community. I am very much to the farther far side. So Well, that explains why you're here on the Thread Readers podcast then. See? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This entire interview is going to be about the uh, Government Accounting Office and their most recent report, which was about uh, limited federal data hinder analysis <laughs> for the Puerto Rico catastrophe. Surprise! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're prepared for that. <laughs> yes, you're on the next RICO report. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Now, actually, I'd like to start off with, uh, aren't you a big soccer fan? Abso-freaking-lutely. World Cup, FIFA, in fact, I was so mad today when the cable company did not allow me to watch Brazil and Mexico. I just wanted oh, to throttle no. someone. Brazil won today, right? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Two to nothing, and I didn't get to see a single touch of the ball. No. <laughs> Messed up. Yeah, what is it, it is. about soccer you like? Well, I played it. You know, it's kind of funny. My dad was a huge basketball guy all his mm -hmm. life. Played up through college. He put me into it. I couldn't play basketball as a kid to save my freaking life. I had a breakaway in second grade, was running down the court, went to do a layup, and I blew it so bad <laughs> that I said, okay, I'm done. And we tried to figure out what sport, and I, I got to liking soccer. And I played goalie for... She's good 20 plus years. So, wow. Yeah, Varsity High School and all the nine yards. So it was a lot of fun. Wow. Did you win trophies and stuff? I did. I have Ooh. a few. Yep. You'll have to show me your collection later. <laughs> if I can ever <laughs> dig them out, they're all mom and dad's and mom and dad are gone. So, you know, I don't know. I'm really glad that you actually did win trophies because that would have been crazy embarrassing had yeah, you never won a trophy. Yeah, we'd have to edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> Epic fail. Oh. It ended up being a blooper. <laughs> Thank you for lying to us. That makes yeah. our podcast much better. It was really nice of you. Thanks. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. So why do you think soccer isn't as big here in America? Um, I just think because we have so many sports to choose from. I mean, think about it. You got baseball, America's pastime. You got football. You got 
basketball, you got hockey. Which High lie. Which we stole from the Canadians, you know, so. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and, and even you can even go down to a lot of what you guys probably watch, what? Um, curling. Yeah, curling. <laughs> of course, curling. Um, I'm trying to think of the one. Uh, there's field hockey and then. What's that one from Rambo where you have to grab the sheep while you're riding the horse? <laughs> no, that's a, that, that's that's a redneck. I love sport. that sport. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, that was a redneck invented sport like cow tipping. So you know, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I've liked soccer since I was a kid. So that's why I follow it. Um, U.S. is normally my team, but I picked West Germany and Belgium. One or two is still around. Maybe I haven't finished the Japan Belgium game, so <laughs> I might find out I'm totally wrong here. So we live in Philadelphia, and uh, we have the Philadelphia Union here, which is Major League mm-hmm. Soccer. Um, I wouldn't say that it's like super popular, but because we have a team and we're the locals, you know, like we all know what the union is, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of us, like especially because Comcast has like regional sports, you know, we kind of keep track of it a little bit. Do you find that like outside of major hubs, you know, it's it's kind of rare to talk about that sort of thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of the major hubs, you get you, you, soccer, that little thing with the ball, don't you kick it or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, they'll know rugby before they'll know soccer, I promise you. And that's only because in rugby you get to punch, kick, tackle, stomp, you know. Nothing says real like a punch to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a roommate who played rugby. That was hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and their parties are even more hardcore. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I, uh, when you see it, it's like, God, the only scene is believing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I find that with most sports, though, I honestly, people say, well, why would you watch a women's sport? Because nine times out of ten, they play more intense than the guys do. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing to watch that. It's like, why it is. aren't more Americans watching women's sports? I don't understand. That's the same thing with UFC. I was thinking of well, fighters. Yeah, Ronda the Rousey. Women are amazing. Jeez, I mean, who would want to get into the ring with her? I wouldn't. <laughs> She'd pound my little body into like pieces. <laughs> oh, Dave, you have the next question. I wasn't even looking. I didn't even know you put my name in there. When did I? I happen? put a little heart next. You're to You're in charge of Pathfinder, Dave. Surprise. I, so, but I wait. I do want to know about that die, though. I still don't yeah. understand. So, when it hits a one, does it audibly say something? No, I wish it did. It That'd be great. Lights up. It just has the word "fuck" printed on it. It's <laughs> about what everybody. So instead of a one, it has the word. Oh, I thought that was what's in the box. That's what he had for no. it. I didn't realize that's what he was talking about. The twenty is a nice twenty. It's a metal die. It's a beautiful metal cast die. And it's funny, the story was, is Kim was looking for my 50th birthday present coming up, because I'm going to turn 50 mm-hmm. at the end of this month. Woo-hoo. And, uh, yeah, yeah, right? I'm a half a century. <laughs> and so she said, that is perfect. The party will love this. And so I broke in the die this last Saturday, and I call it the F die, because <laughs> we got the seven-year-old, and, you know, I don't want to run around <laughs> going... Fuck, 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 fuck. Because <laughs> that would not go over well. <laughs> Grandma would kill me at that point. So, but that's what it is. And so when you roll it, and, and my, my table rule is if the bad guys roll that twice in a session, you guys each get a re-roll of your 20 on any situation that uses a die 20. And so they were loving it. I did it two in a row. And they're nice. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and where's the die from? I, you know, that's a good question. I have to ask Kim. She got it on Amazon. I don't know who the creator is. So I'm sorry, creator of the F die. <laughs> I should know you and worship you and venerate you. But, you know, I, I, I unfortunately don't remember. Well, we can always attach a link once yes. we find it. <laughs> yes. And there are pictures out on my Twitter. So if you want to get them, they are there. I have posted them. Don't think of yourself as half a century old. Think of yourself as a tenth of a quincentenary. Oh, that makes Aww. it all the better. Yeah, it's much better. <laughs> Fancy. <Yay. laughs> yeah, I keep telling people, I don't freaking feel 50. But then I get up in the no. morning and I go, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I just don't move as good. Like I mowed the lawn yesterday and I was edgy and I'm like, oh my God, my lower back's killing me. What is wrong with this picture? <laughs> 
Listen, the true gauge of age is what time do you eat dinner? The closer it gets to 3 p.m. in the afternoon, the older you are. Fortunately, we're still 6 to 7. We just got done before the podcast, so it's all good, right? (laughs) Still good. So we all know that you are the master of Pathfinder. In our world. Um, And we know, you know, D&D as well, but, you know, I don't know much about it at all. So you're the go-to guy. Funny thing is I've been a and d guy all my life. All my life. And then they came out with four. And I'm thinking, why? Mm. Why did you do this? And that literally, I mean, I was one of those guys that said never again after that. It's a recurring theme on our podcast. And I know they meant well. I know Wizards was trying to turn it into a PC game. I get it. But for all the rest of us, we kind of got insulted. And it's like, that's how you're fixing it? Now, I got to say, five does fix a lot of things. I... I, I broke down, guys, and I bought my first yeah, 5e yay. player's handbook. I'm so excited. And, and not, I didn't stop there. I got the wonderful wizard's guide to monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm going to probably collect some more. Will I run it? Probably not. Will I play it? Sure. I'm going to dive in and play it. Yay. But I just, I like it. And, Everybody's so scared of Pathfinder because they say it's rule cumbersome, rule heavy. It's all up to the GM, in yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn a system, if you've got a good GM, they'll teach it to you. And they'll make it fun. And, I mean, look at it this way. I've got a Drestia and a Keisha uh, Roberts, both. And they're both five years playing mm-hmm. in our group right now. And they love it. And, and if you ask them and bring them on, we have so much fun. And I'm so glad... I hate to say my group disintegrated somewhat, and I got them. They're greatness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I couldn't ask for two better players to come in and really make the game a lot of fun. Aww. Have you reached the Grand Wizard level yet? <laughs> <laughs> if I knew all those rules, that's that's what's so funny. Is that people, was a great laugh. <laughs> people ask me, you know everything, don't you? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's why I, I think it was said best when Akisha typed in and said, you know what, the great part is we got each other to keep each other in check and balance. And that's the way it yeah. is. Yeah. And we got it's a, a good guy. thing to have. Yeah, it is. And I, you know, you're never going to know every game system rule unless you just sit there and plug a cord into your head and download. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, how faithful are you to the adventure paths? Very. In fact, I've done so far Carrying Crown, which is the one that is the horror creatures like the um, Frankenstein uh, lich path as I call it and I've also run um, the current one which is uh, Reign of Winter which is two years it's now going on two years if you can believe that that we've been running that Mm. and we're going to finish up soon and then we're going to dive into what I call a modified mummy's mask I, I, I don't ever run them Sorry, Paizo people. <laughs> Sorry, Jason Bullman. Sorry to all yeah. of you wonderful people that write these paths. I take your paths and I mark them up. Just because it's too easy for people to pick them up and read them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right. I want, them, yeah. I want them to have a surprise. But yeah, I'm very faithful. I, I actually have subscribed <laughs> to them. I now have all of them. And they're going to 2E. And I just want to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? Why? I've invested so much money into you. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Ah, well. (laughs) My last question, what is a polymorph? Ooh, a polymorph. And most important, is it better to receive or to (laughs) give? Yeah, a polymorph is basically taking all your frustration out on whoever is in front of you and saying... Oh, I'm going to give you the double bird, and I'm going to turn you into something you don't want to be. And, yeah, it's much better to give. (laughs) (laughs) Two-headed bird. Yes. (laughs) Well, You're a turkey, a chicken and a turkey. Oh, I like that. Or a a traducan. We can make him a traducan. That's right. (laughs) Good for the holidays. For all all you November people, traducan. November people. Love it. I love it. They even have a thing called baleful polymorph. If you can believe it, polymorph isn't bad enough. No, baleful polymorph, you turn the creature into the most sorrowful, pitiful 
thing in the face of the planet. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. So you can take that to a Terrascue, one of the worst creatures in the world, and go, beautiful mm-hmm. polymorph, and then they turn into, like, an inching worm that's going along. Oh, I'm so sorry, Step. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, this poor people are going to listen to this show. They're going to be like, why? Why did you invite him? <laughs> That's not true. Because you're the best. That's why. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, is it true that you have a mini GM in the making? I do. She's got blonde mm-hmm. hair, blue eyes, and she is pretty scary with her decisions. I asked her, <laughs> so does the party live or die? She goes, they'll live today. I'm like, yes, oh. the party cheers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do, and she is just so much. And my older two, unfortunately, didn't get into the game as much. My, mm-hmm. my oldest is right now, she just came back from Uganda and a trip over there uh, for three weeks. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? She's quite the traveler. She is. She goes, yeah. she, she's going to turn me into Liam Neeson one of these days. And <laughs> I am not looking forward to that. Because I, I don't move as good as he is. I'm not as great of an action hero. And I don't sure as heck look as good as he does. So, you know, the middle one, uh, yeah, he, he may get back to it. But mini, mini GM is just too cute. She came today, went into my office took my D&D stone giant figure, you know, the one with the big club, mm-hmm. and yeah. said, Daddy, I want to use this. And what am I going to say? <laughs> no, that's my <laughs> stone. I said, okay, sweetie, Daddy will get another. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so she now has the addition of the stone giant to protect her in her room. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I love it. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I do. And, and I'm so proud of her. And I hope she becomes an amazing geekus. You know, I really do. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about your YouTube channel. This is actually quite impressive. You have a lot of videos out there to help DMs out in the world. I, I have yes, tried. And, and, you know, unfortunately, and I apologize to everybody on the earlier ones. I didn't have a mic like this. So I sounded like probably Mickey Mouse or, or I don't know, somebody on Helium. Um, <laughs> and, and my volume controls didn't always work as good, but... I, I have, I have you a. Got to start somewhere. I did, and I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, I don't see enough people out there wanting to help, and mm-hmm. I get all the questions of how do you start, you know, how do I DM, how do I GM, and I thought, you know, somebody's got to take a step out there, and we had a couple out there that did Nerd Nerdarchy, which I give those folks mm-hmm. a huge yeah. amount of props. Philly guys, we love them. Great, yeah. great peeps, and and a lot of props to them, and. Again, Matt Mercer, and Matt does a lot for the, the world of televising D&D around the world, and super, super guy. And then GM Satine, and those were it that I saw. There were a couple others, but no one really to write home about. Yeah. And so I wanted to start it. Now, you guys have thrust me into having guests. Everybody always said, Rick, can you have guests? Yeah, this, this season I'm putting guests on. My first one was Adrestia. Oh, that's uh, fun. And then hope, hopefully Miss Evie B from over in the UK is going to join in and do a session. And nice. uh, maybe even uh, Darren from the Irish side hey. of things might get on there. I know him. Yeah. And and so, <laughs> and then any of you guys, if you're glutton for punishment and want to come on with me, I mean. Oh, you know it. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and I let you guys, the great thing is I let you pick the topic. I don't pick it. I, I no. script around my questions to whatever topic you want to highlight. Any topic? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. we can't do that. Dave, <laughs> Dave rules this show with an iron hand. He tells you what to talk about, and you talk about it, goddamn it. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Is your daughter going to do a uh, Today in Uganda show? I mean, is that possibly in the cards? Because i got to tell you, there's an open market there. I wish. she First picture, she sends me back baboon standing right on the road right near where she's at <laughs> first day there and then you see the the area this gorgeous area i guess it's something that uh university of oklahoma set up as an exchange school for the students there to come over and help the kids with english and with other things and so i've got tons of pictures but the most scary is the last day she comes back she went out with the safari guide and you can see this picture she took of a female lioness clear as day and i'm thinking 
what in God's green earth, girl, are you doing that close to a lion? Mm. I mean, and especially a female lion. They're the hunters. The male's not the hunter. The male could care less. He's lazy. (laughs) It's the the women in the pack who are going to go eat you and bring you back to feed to the male. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, great female lion. Uh, Shoot me now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, she'd probably do something like that, and I'd get to watch her get eaten on video and just lose my mind. Well, she can also talk about the Ugandan social media attacks. I mean, that's always an open possibility, so it's not necessarily a nature show. I I thought, Grizz, I I was the one with the random facts. You have outdone me, sir. I I tip the hat. We're early in the show. Pace yourself. It'll be all right. (laughs) It's promo time. Hey, Grizz. Yes, CA? You know that feeling you get when you roll a nat 20? Know it? I have to go to anonymous meetings because of that feeling. (laughs) Do you know what the opposite of that feeling is? Are you speaking about a nat 1? Don't whisper. Just say nat 1. We don't use that name here. Yeah, but why are you whispering? We don't use that name here. Well, wouldn't you like the chance to get back at your dice whenever they fail you? Boy, would I. Listeners, we're betting you would too. That is why our presenting sponsor, Tabletop Loot, has introduced the Tabletop Loot Dice Jail. So that they can have some time to think about what they've done. What they've done to Orfeo. He needed those gloves. Shambhala had six. All right, well, we lost Griswicks. The Dice Jail is made of maple, walnut, or cherry wood. It's shipped to you flat, so you have to assemble it after it arrives. But don't worry, a clever adventurer like yourself probably has a bonus to dexterity. Was I supposed to face an undead dragon without anti-necromancy gloves? Was I supposed to hide behind a rock and pray that the gods would intervene? Listeners, go to tabletoploot.com right now to check out their newest offerings. Tabletop Loot, Loot. Guess for every table. Happen. Physics is going to rule against me. I'm and now, back to our show. It's now time for the news. <laughs> Have any of you ever even heard a teletype machine? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's sad, yes, but yes. I can mm-hmm. date myself and say yes. I've heard. <laughs> uh. Hey, Chris. Yes, ma'am. So I've been trying to Google where you live for like months now. Have you? I have. And I cannot seem to find you. (laughs) I feel like we're bringing up internal trust issues here, but we'll put those aside for the news. So that is an interesting predicament. And it is oftentimes very difficult to hunt somebody down online, uh, especially if you don't know who they are. There is a woman... Her name is Hillary Harris, and she was adopted as an infant. And the only thing that she knew about her biological uh, parents is that they also had another, another daughter, a, a sister. And she spent uh, over a decade looking for this other sister. But the problem was that uh, her sister's name was Dawn Johnson. And you can imagine that there are thousands upon thousands of Dawn Johnsons out in the world. And she spent a lot of her waking time, her, her, you know, when she wasn't at work, she was at home, on Facebook, checking out every Dawn Johnson that she could possibly find, seeing if any of them kind of looked like her or maybe you know, had some sort of background that she would recognize, so on and so forth. Uh, she moved to a town in Wisconsin called Eau Claire, and lived there with her husband uh, and their daughter, uh, Stella. Stella! (laughs) (laughs) And then one day, a new neighbor moved in next door. And the new neighbor's name was Dawn. And uh, she thought, well, that's kind of funny. I wonder if she's my sister. And her and her husband and daughter had a big laugh about that. Mm -hmm. And then one day, a delivery came. And she looked on the package... And the last name was Johnson. And it turns out that after 20 years, Dawn Johnson moved in next door to her sister in the same town in Wisconsin, right down the road from where they were both born. That is so crazy. It's madness. So, Griswick, something really awkward happened the other day. Uh Uh-oh. What was that? I was walking along, minding my business. 
went out of the clear, which I can't say because you're going <laughs> to, went out of the sky, a stork dropped a cell phone on my lawn. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Well, that's money in the bank right there. I mean, usually it's babies, but a cell phone, that's, that's kind of random, don't you think? Well, listen, the birth rate isn't what it used to be. A lot of people are going into the workforce for a very long time. You have to diversify if you're going to be a stork. That's true. That's true. Maybe it was an Amazon stork. Well, you are experiencing something very similar to what happened to a Polish environmental group called Ecologic. Uh, now, they uh, are gathering information on various species uh, around the planet, um, but they specialize in birds. And so one day they were able to capture, in a very humane way, a white stork. They attached to its back a transmitter, and then they sent the stork off uh, to fly around the world so that they could record its path and find out where its nesting grounds were, so on and so forth. The white stork in Poland and the surrounding European community was uh, near extinction at one point in time, uh, but has made a massive comeback. And so they are still recording those numbers as a way of you know, keeping track of the success of that program. Anyway, they tracked it for 3,700 miles uh, when unfortunately its path ended, uh, presumably with its death, um, at the Nile River Valley, which is in the Sudan. But then they got a very unusual bill in the mail for $2,700 from the phone company. And here it turns out that after the stork died, some intrepid Sudanese uh, hunter or whoever <laughs> found the bird and found the transmitting device and took the SIM card out of it and put it in his cell phone and began making hundreds of long-distance phone calls, oh. which unfortunately were billed back to Ecologic. Oh, no. That's such shit luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my I can just see this guy running around going, oh, yeah, I found this card to bird. It was so fortuitous. I can't believe it. Well, could you imagine you're a Sudanese hunter and you're living out your life and one day you get a phone call and you're like, yes, what is this? And they're like, it's the bird people. Stop using our SIM card. <laughs> oh. Do you remember that stork you robbed? <laughs> yep, that was our card. We're here to collect. <laughs> A judge did uh, rule that they had to pay the phone bill, so, yes. Oh, they did? Yes. They ended up paying? Oh, they have to pay the bill. <gasps> Shut up. That's awful. <laughs> well, speaking of shipping, hey, Rick, I sent something to your house. Did you? I did. Yay. You're never going to guess what it is. No, try me. I, I... It's cheese. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love cheese? Yeah, it's right. Cheese rocks. <laughs> It might be, uh, you might need to sign for it because it's in bulk. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can just see this. What do you got there, bulk of cheese? <laughs> you laugh now, cemetery. but you better dedicate a room to this adventure. <laughs> yeah, I just see it now. Honey, we got to put the cheese in the room all by itself. You see, the problem here is that America as a whole has too much milk. And unfortunately, because milk will spoil quite quickly, we have converted it into cheese. And so for the first time in recorded American history, we have surpassed 1 billion pounds of cheese, uh, a total of 1.38 billion pounds of cheese, to be precise. And so the United States government is asking all citizens to eat more cheese. <laughs> That's it. Whole story. Public yeah. service announcement. Well, that won't be a problem. <laughs> Grill it up, people. It's the 4th the, the of July weekend. You want double cheese on every burger. Mm -hmm. the, the sad thing America. is, outside of Wisconsin, where I'm living at is one of the big dairy producing areas. Oh. <laughs> You know, one of the things I've always wanted to try is making sculptures, sculptures, oh my goodness, sculptures out of butter. I think that's so much fun. So now I can make it out of cheese instead. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And the great thing is they'll change colors as you go along. So Yeah. You know. <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> that's right. You know? <laughs> that's not bad art. That's Gouda art. No. 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 I love it. But a bumps. So I don't know how to bring up this last article because it's just so sad. That man's name is Charles. 
Charles. Oh, do you know about my non-friend Charles? <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about your your friend Charles. Non, non-friend, non. Your non-friend Charles. Charles. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what he did. I'm sorry. I impugned your friend. reputation by associating <laughs> you with Charles. <laughs> Many people know about Charles because Charles Folk is a man who is no stranger to the Brevard County Jail, which is in Florida. Uh, he has been there on several occasions, uh, once for a minor assault charge. Um, most recently, well, I guess not most recently, second most recently, he was there for uh, 30 days, a stint for ransacking his own apartment and destroying some of his roommate's property while hammered on Captain Morgan. <laughs> For those of you who might not be drinkers, uh, Captain Morgan is so named after the Lieutenant Governor of Jamaica slash Slave Master slash Pirate, so you can imagine that it is the kind of booze that makes you particularly violent. Um, he was uh, in prison again for 30 days and just got out uh, two days ago. And uh, decided that in order to get back to his life, he was going to take a cab. So he hopped into the cab and took the cab 30 miles back to his apartment. When he got there, he told the cabbie to wait. He went inside. He asked his sister for the money, which was 70 bucks. She didn't have it. He asked his roommate for the money. Again, 70 bucks. Didn't have it. And so the driver called the police and he went back to jail. (laughs) (laughs) That's so mad stuff, man. This guy's almost, almost brilliant enough to make the Darwin Awards. (laughs) (laughs) It's game time. What you got, Chris? I love Fortnite. I play it often. A lot. Yes. (laughs) I am top of the charts in solo in my particular area. I am top of the charts in squads in my area. (laughs) I don't play duo at all. <laughs> I don't even know where Let's to make go that with very that. Clear. Yeah. There's only room for me. That's right. <laughs> even when I play squads, I play it solo, and then I just outweigh everybody. I'm amazing. <laughs> the other game mode is 50v50, which is absolutely spectacular. 50 people fighting 50 people. There's bullets everywhere. It is something you have to experience. So I am a huge Fortnite fan. Which, especially because you can play it for free. Although I have invested because um, I am currently at like level 80. And there was so many um, like rewards that they give you for having leveled up to there. If you like actually pay into the system, you get all these extra bonus rewards. And I was like, I got to have them all. Did you get a virtual trophy? What's this? Did you get a virtual trophy? Yes. Oh, Big time fan yeah. of the virtual trophy. Proud. Not to mention all the dances that I got and the new backpacks Aww. and oh, it's amazing! It's very good. <laughs> good job, Green. Did you get a girlfriend? He's got. He's... <laughs> I did, but nobody. I shot her. She's number two. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say nobody got Fortnite swag. He's got more swag than he knows what to do with. <laughs> I don't have any swag. Ton of loot. Ton of loot. <laughs> well, this week, Fortnite had what we shall henceforth refer to as the Rocket Event. Um, they are getting ready for season five, which begins in about a week. I don't know exactly when it begins. I think it's next Tuesday, but, uh, don't hold me to that. Uh, the Fortnite rocket event was kind of like this special, you know, we're getting ready for the new season, unique event that only happens one time ever in history. And basically what happened is, um, the inside of the game, uh, for those of you who never played Fortnite, it's a bunch of people on a bus that flies through the air. So it, it's like a, a hot air balloon. Um, everybody jumps off the bus. You pa- you uh, parachute in uh, to different areas of an island. You're all trapped on one island together. And you have to fight each other. Um, the whole time that you're playing, there is a circle. Uh, if you are outside of the circle, you are out of bounds. And you get uh, slowly killed off. Your health diminishes slowly over time while you're out of bounds. And that circle shrinks over time. Until eventually it shrinks to nothing and everybody is just in the out of bounds whoever lasts that long Hmm. which normally only one or two people last that long everybody else gets shot so (laughs) nice this is how the game is played but one of the places on the island has a missile uh launch site okay a nuclear missile launch site and it just is there for uh for visual purposes you can go actually inside and there's all kinds of guns in there and you pick up the guns and then you go out and you shoot the other people well This week, the Fortnite rocket event was where they actually launched that rocket up into the sky. Hmm. 
all week long prior to the actual rocket launch event, every TV, because there's like you know little TVs uh, that are there just as props, um, every TV in on the island had like this countdown going. And if you went to the rocket site, there was a countdown going, and everybody was like, "What's it counting down to? What's it counting down to?" So everybody figured it would be a rocket launch event. So everybody at 1.30 on this past Saturday, now that's 1.30 Eastern time, it was different all over the world, um, logged on to Fortnite, got into a game, and then went to the launch pad immediately. Now you can imagine, in a game where pe your job is to kill everybody else, everybody was really nervous. that It would completely devolve into some sort of horror show where just people were dying left and right. But actually it didn't. In the vast majority of games, everybody knew that, you know, if I shoot him, then somebody's going to shoot me and we're going to miss the launch event. So everybody, like, cooperated. And, like, you know, you can, like, build things in the game, like platforms and, and stuff like that. So people were building platforms. Statues of Grizz. Around. <laughs> with, with the swag attached. <laughs> Lots of swag around him. That's right. <laughs> Number one. And people were, you know, like building these little, um, like watch platforms so that they could watch the big launch. All right. So the big launch finally happens and the rocket goes up into the sky. And at first a bunch of people thought, well, that's it. The rocket's just going to go up into the sky. So they, you know, jump down from the platform to go off and start playing the game. Except it didn't. It stopped in the sky and then fell back down. And oh, as it no. was falling back down, it started heading towards one of the major cities that's on this island, the place oh, that, no. like, if you're an advanced player, you go to this pl this one city. It's called Tilted Towers. Advanced like Grizz, kind of advanced. And people go to Tilted Towers in, in large groups of 20, and then there's, like, these epic battles in Tilted Towers. Well, the rocket starts coming down to Tilted Towers. So if you watch the YouTube videos, people are freaking out and screaming. They're like, no, <laughs> as this rocket is coming down to destroy their favorite place. And just before it hits, it goes into what I guess you could describe as a wormhole. All right. So they faked us out. But then it, the rocket comes back in some other part of the island. It launches back out and begins flying around the board. And people were like, oh, man, where's it going to go? What's it going to do? And then finally, it appears once again in a place called Loot Lake. It's literally a giant lake in the middle of the island. And it shoots up into the sky and cracks the ceiling. Now, up until now, there had never been a ceiling. Or it just looked like <laughs> the sky. Except when the rocket hit cracked something something was up there whether it's a force field or literally a, a ceiling of some kind people were like oh it's a truman show thing where we're all trapped on an island but we didn't realize it you know and this rocket has just cracked this glass ceiling well even today that crack remains there and through the crack is dripping some sort of celestial goo we're not even sure what it is and it's <laughs> it's this huge promotion for this next season that's coming out and so there's all kinds of talk about is it going to be time travel is it going to be you know uh, aliens will come through the dome um yeah there's all kinds of uh, theories out there about what's going on cool it was a hell of a promotion and they did it really well um a lot of people were super jazzed about it so uh, I, I thought that it was uh, a stupid game if you go onto YouTube, there's like videos from all over the map, you know. So there's like people who were standing in tilted towers and the rockets heading straight at them and they're freaking out. And then there's like you know some really great POVs like from on top of mountains and things like that, uh, which was really neat. There's this one woman. Uh, she has a channel. It's called It's Sky LOL. And like literally, she was watching it happen, and as it's going down, she's screaming, "Not tilted towers!" It was really funny. <laughs> now she's wearing a backpack that's covered in candy canes and lollipops. You have to look past that, okay? Watch the rest <laughs> of the video. Don't focus on the backpack. 
See, Love it. See, I feel so out of touch since I just got my PS4 a little while ago, and I'm playing games like Fallout 4 and yes. just just getting into some of the other ones. <laughs> Are you ones. getting 76? Yeah. Are you getting Fallout 76? Oh, yeah. Fallout yeah. 76 is is a must. For what console or PC are you playing? It's it's basically a PS4, PlayStation 4 yes. I've got. So, so we're going to play together, right? Yeah. That's what's happening. Because <laughs> you can do the two-player yeah. finally. I'm like, yay. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, well, but you got to watch out because I have a tendency of, of getting blown up from time to time. I was love okay. that. Seeing I'll pick up the pieces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm good at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so guess what time it is, guys? What it's time? spontaneous segment. Ooh. I know. Nobody <laughs> knows about it except for me. Oh, Yay. what's the theme Miss- song for that? <laughs> I know. I was thought I was trying to think of a song the whole time. No. Yeah. Mr. David O. Steele. Yes. It is your turn to be on the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went away this weekend. I want to hear every single detail. Tell us how it went. It sucked. Oh, shut your face. No way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> I was going to say it can't be that bad. You had chicken fingers, right? Oh, no, I did not. Now he had the oh. cheesesteak. Oh, it did suck. Oh, he's lying. No cheesesteaks. <laughs> no. Yeah, so last two weekends in a row, the Philadelphia Podcast uh, Festival. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Nathan and his wife, Tegan. Um, oh, God, I forget their last name. Krugin, mm-hmm. something like that. Anyway, they're uh, they're part of the on Facebook group, the Philadelphia Podcasting Society. So it's all mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of Philadelphia podcasters uh, in the area. So uh, it's two weekends in a row where they have a couple places that um, like to allow people to come in and use their space to uh, do mm-hmm. their podcast live. So I happen to be um, tasked with running the sound for Tattooed Moms. It's a lovely bar on South Street in Philadelphia. And that must uh, be a hard job to do. That's a lot of podcasters. It is. It's a long time. It's a long day. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual job, I mean, bringing your gear in, climbing up the steps, and setting all, you know, six mics up and their, your speaker. Yeah. It's a little bit of work. but And then recording's easy. You know, you just hit record, and then when they're done, mm-hmm. um, just do a little noise reduction and uh, pop it out onto a USB drive for everybody. Everybody gets their own little thumb drive, which is cool. They get to take their audio. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, right oh, at the end of the so night. Cool. Well, it's not just me. It's the, the Philadelphia Podcast Society pays for those. Oh, they make the USBs too? Yeah, they pay for them. So I, oh. I'm i running the sound and I put them on there, but they, they pay for them. Um, and uh, the food's great there. Uh, I did have the burgers this time. They have amazing mm-hmm. cheeseburgers. I was like, dang. <laughs> amazing. It was so good. Did it have cheese on it? Yeah, like yeah, extra yeah. Cheese? You, it has okay. like their standard tattooed mom cheeseburger. <laughs> stay up with their quota. Certain thing. But I said, you know what? Can I customize this? Because I'm such a little punk. I don't like tomatoes <laughs> and onions. I don't want the ones from the <laughs> So the bartender was giving me eyes. Like, all right, you little pussy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'd like some mayo and just some pickles. And that's it. <laughs> the pickles. The pickles. Some pickles. Yeah. Cut out the pickles. And then, of course, they got the, they got the crisscross waffle fries. They got the... The, what do you call them? Oh, you make me hungry. I'm what so are the nugget hungry. fries? Tater tots. Mm. Oh my god. Tater yes. tots. <laughs> Crazy. Who doesn't love tater tots? Yeah. That's right. So, so good. Yeah, good time. It's real. It looks like a serial killer's basement. Um, <laughs> but it's, my kind of place. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, good. Time. But with coloring books. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, down the first level, first floor. You can uh, bring your kids in there on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, and have coloring books. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. You just nod that up to the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Now, did Empire Steel do their podcast? Yeah, yeah. We started things off two weeks ago. Um, so it was Saturday, you know, one o'clock first show. We did ours. So a Quest for Magic and Steel did a one-hour stint, and we brought back the famed Rashandala came for a, a little oh, flashback. Actually, it wasn't a flashback. You'll you'll hear it when it comes out. But it's it's kind of a <laughs> uh, uh, a time dimension jump kind of thing, portal oh, that's thing. That's cool. So, Did you yeah. guys have sex with Tim Marie? <laughs> yeah. I uh, no, she was there. What the next one Friday night? I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she wasn't there. Um, I would definitely if I could, but no, I uh, I did not see her. She was at a different place, the Roomba Club, I believe. So. Mm. Oh, yeah. so is it different location? Yes, different location. So for our listeners who don't know what Quest for Magic and Steel is, tell us a little more about it. 
Uh, uh, yeah, A Quest for Magic and Steel. It is our D&D mm-hmm. um, podcast that we play. And there's a ton of actual play podcasts. So it is an actual play, but at the same time, we try to make it a little more role-playing. That's that's my mm-hmm. joy about it. Uh, we try to do the character voices, uh, act out the voices, and improv a lot. So mm-hmm. Amara does an amazing job. We play off of her. She plays off of us. And we just kind of wing it. She has a basic guideline of where she wants to go. And then we, mm-hmm. we throw her off the rails all the time. So it's a lot of fun. And it changes the whole story. So she'll be like, what? And we'll talk about it afterwards. We'll go get breakfast. She'll be like, I, I wasn't even playing that at all. So now we got this whole other side <laughs> quest we got to go on. So it takes like a year to get through, you know, one little campaign. Um, <laughs> but it's fun because we, we actually record Sunday mornings. And it's uh, I'm the dad, in case you didn't notice, I'm the old fart. Um, and we have I have my four kids that are involved. Number I have five kids. Number five, she's got some other stuff she does. She doesn't play, but uh, four of them play along. Um, season one and season two, and we have a couple friends that join in. So there's six of us at any one time that are sitting in, and Amara is the DM. So my oldest mm-hmm. daughter. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we have a blast with it. So, so how does the world find you? Well, you know, you can go to magicandsteel.com. You can go on any podcast player, anyone you want, <laughs> and you can Ooh. type in magic, and you start typing in steel, S-T-E-E, and then, boop, it pops up. So it's, <laughs> But uh, I always, from now on, because I'm so professional, I just send everyone to steelempire.com. Everything can be found there. there. S-T-E-E-L-E, empire.com. It's more convenient that way. It is. It just makes it easier because I have things all over the place. And then it's just, you know what? My, my Twitter, you don't need to remember that. Go to steelempire.com. It's there. You know? And see, so you're missing out like if you haven't listened in. Because I, I do that, and I have not been disappointed a single time I've listened in. Oh, no. Thanks, Rick. That's how I found David. That's true. and you and you But you haven't mentioned that you have been on it before. I have been Ah, on it. Yes, her her (laughs) and Grizz have both been on it. That's right. They were both. They were both from my first live show. I remember that. Yeah, because I got to see that. That was so cool. Yes, I was screaming, "Man number three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that probably was our best show too. The, the, The first one we did. Was the most fun with you guys there? Gosh, I bet you could still find that out there, isn't it? Still out? In oh YouTube yeah, it's still on the feed somewhere. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's still, say, mm-hmm. still out there. It's season one. Yep, it's there. Mm-hmm. Live show, season mm-hmm. one. Yes, if you want to see me light myself on fire, look us up. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for what's in the box, our what's weekly box? segment where I and my astute co-hosts instruct you, our audience. <laughs> On appropriate freight opening techniques. (laughs) 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 Always cut towards yourself. (laughs) Everybody ready? Yeah, don't listen. I'm the the guest. I don't know any better. (laughs) I'm ready. Let's do this. The sands of the hourglass drain like ketchup from a bottle as the storm lays siege to Garrett's thicket through the night and nearly to midday. During your long rest, you play an ever more calming series of solitaire games, sort, then resort your inventory, and experience one very moist milking event. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that just set me awkward. up for awkward. Yeah. You have, you have a yak. You have a yak. We should oh, have okay. mentioned Yeah, I was going to ask what we're milk. milking a yak. Oh, no. Eventually, the storm passes, leaving behind it a blanket of wet leaves and tufts of squirrel fur. You pack up your tent and head out for the heart of the forest, again on the path to riches and, while probably not fame, at least a nod or two of recognition from the local bandits guild. But definitely lots of riches. Things are looking up. The frogs that haunted your night have taken a nap. The light that hid in shame during the storm now invades the forest in beautiful god rays. The winds that howled and moaned now clean the fallen leaves from the path before you. But as you head down the path, you gradually become aware of a deep and incessant thumping noise. Thump. 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 Its booming resonance echoes off every tree, making it impossible to locate. Hoping it's nothing more than a quirk of the forest, you continue moving. But even further down the path, 
the deep, incessant thumping noise grows louder. Thump. 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 Only a beast of gargantuan girth could sustain such a prodigious footfall. It is clear you're being followed by evil itself. This will either be your greatest victory or a death worthy of Michael Baden. You tie Molly the Yak to a tree. Thump. You squat behind a fallen log. Thump. You ready your crossbow. Thump. This is it. Show yourself, fiend. Wait a minute. You know that voice. You rush to a nearby tree and peer around it. It's the, the mimic. mimic. I love him. He's my favorite. And it has a stick in its mouth. He was the bleep pet. Yes, clearly you have gained yet another pet. After briefly considering retiring from adventuring to open a box museum slash petting zoo, you throw the stick and watch as the mimic plops its way across a root-filled berms at an agonizingly slow pace. No. You run to Molly the Yak, untie her, and prepare to make your escape. But wait, what was that? You just heard a sound that warms your very soul. The last thump was accompanied by the unmistakable crunching noise of a clumsy mimic basalting the shit out of a missing box. <laughs> Without even looking at the box, you know from the acoustics exactly what it used to be. Top sealed, perfect cube, size of a soccer ball, northern birch, farm grown, not natural, 23 nails. You take a second to wonder what happened to that other nail. A closer visual inspection bears out the veracity of your instincts. One entire side of the cube has collapsed. My question for you is this. What's in the box? We really got to name that baby Mimic. So cute. <laughs> Rock Mimic is precious. That's a good question. What would be in the box? What's in the box? I think well, it, I'm glad you well, asked, Rick. <laughs> yes, what would be in there? Hey, what's in your box? What's in my box? So when you open it, there is a scroll in the box. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Is the scroll in whatever language you speak? It's just rolled up uh -huh. with yarn around it. Because <laughs> it's a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm guessing that when I open it, I might shape change into something that I don't want to be. <laughs> polymorph as possible. <laughs> oh, what the heck. I'll open it and just stare at it for the polymorph trap. <laughs> so you open it, and as you look at it, you see writing start to appear on the scroll, and it's actually writing the thoughts in your head. Ooh. Yeah, my thoughts would be, oh, shit. I didn't think this would write my thoughts. <laughs> oh, shit, and cursive. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fancy calligraphy. Insta-diary. I like yes. it. <laughs> the poor Yak Molly now knows that I'm going to sell her. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't sell her. She's a, she's a rental. Uh, yeah, I'm going to throw yeah. myself on top of Molly. No, you can't. <laughs> I Anything but now, if I let go of this scroll, will it stop uh, writing down what I think? Oh, you took the scroll? If he lets go of the scroll, will it stop writing what he thinks? <laughs> Probably yes. not. Knowing my luck, it'll be like, yep, he's thinking that today. That's not very good. <laughs> this is pornographic. <laughs> or just, or just, dang, what, what is his mind thinking? God, you know, <laughs> just says eggs, milk, sugar, eggs, milk, sugar. Over, yeah, over, exactly. <laughs> now let me ask you this: Is the scroll actually wrapped around, like, say, a piece of metal or some sort of dowel or spindle or something like that? It is. Okay. Yes. What's the spindle made out of? Uh, it looks like like a metallic type metal. As opposed to a non-metallic metal? Yes. That's all right. So not talc is what you're telling me. Yes, all right. thank you. I like it. Dave, how about you? Um, you open the box and you find a powder. I blow it in Griswick's face. <laughs> oh, no. Not invisible again. <laughs> yeah. What happens hey, to me? <laughs> He coughs and sputters for a moment, yeah. and then his eyes start to bulge, and he starts running in circles very fast. Oh, 
<laughs> Grizz, what's with your face? I maybe have an allergic reaction. <laughs> Quick, in my bag, there's a needle. You have to stick it into my heart. Stick the needle into my heart. Before... <laughs> Before the talk spread, <laughs> I can't breathe. Let's stab Grizz in the heart. Oh, my heart! Oh. <laughs> Not my heart, the heart! <laughs> Your what? My God, the needle in my heart. But then I start feeling better. Like renal failure, guys. Oh. <laughs> was was the powder in some sort of bag? It or was not. It was just so strewn about. Just it. mystery just powder. Strewn about powder in a bottle. I have to admit, I would have done that a little bit differently. Yes. Given my druthers. <laughs> if it was in a baggie, I would have thought things differently. <laughs> Are you okay, Grizz? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he running? Is he in pain? <laughs> no, it was speed. It's oh. oh. <laughs> That's why his eyes bulged and he started running in circles. <laughs> I am allergic to speed. <laughs> Although I pour some on the rock. That's the thing. It wouldn't be a Thread Raiders episode without somebody <laughs> being drugged up. <laughs> like, Pocket mimic on speed. <laughs> oh. Good news from the opioid crisis. all right rick well now that you know how the game is played what would you like to do to me that's unspeakable what's in your box what's in my box it's just some great lime jello refreshing cool lime jello oh god it's something to eat is it wrapped is it in a container or is it just (laughs) strewn about no it's it's fit it's fit just perfectly into the box is it on like a plate no, it just kind of fit into the full full dimension of the box. Is it a baby gelatinous cube? Because I'd be so excited to have a baby mimic and a baby gelatinous cube. <laughs> <laughs> just don't show the one to the other, because otherwise we'll have two. As you look at it, it, it seems to have maybe a j- jawbone in it. <laughs> so, Dave touched the box. <laughs> Yeah, as your fingers start to melt away. Oh, no. <laughs> it starts to envelop your hands. No. Dave, don't do it. It wants to give you a quivering hug. No. Molly, eat this. <laughs> <laughs> Poor yet Molly the yak. No. <laughs> Come back a day later, there is nothing. Just marks of where it looks like the cube made its way off. Wow. Well, how is the box protecting it? That's fascinating. Mm, because there are certain materials that the gelatinous cubes don't eat. Mm. Sounds very basic. Ask... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. You didn't ask about the metal cylinder. It's around the inside of the box that just kind of is painted to blend in. Well, I'm glad we didn't start with you because if I threw that in Grizz's face, we'd have a whole new thread for your podcast. <laughs> And he was never heard from again. Yes. We thought the we next week. saw him, but it, it, I, I don't know, maybe digesting bones in there? Well, let me ask you this. Then, so if we take the cylinder out of the box, um, is there is there like anything on the outside of the cylinder? Yeah, there's writing saying, geez, why didn't you read this first? <laughs> this is a gelatinous cube. <laughs> you weren't supposed to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> is there a lid for the cube container? Yeah, on the other side of the the box thing that you pulled open and pulled off, you know. We best put that back on. <laughs> put it back on. And then we'll name it later. <laughs> is it a screw type lid or is it like a can of coffee with a plastic jobby? It's kind of like a can of coffee. Not plastic, but it's kind of like a metal jobby that has like things that will pop down over the sides. Okay, sure, sure. Cool. Like nuclear so, waste. I understand. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we're delivering gelatinous waste. Oh. <laughs> I put the box in my bag of holding. There you go. See? With my mimic rock. Now you got a mimic and a gelatinous M- cube. M-I-Yak. 
<laughs> yak Molly. If if Molly's still there, who's gonna pass know. out from the weight of carrying around eight other creatures? <laughs> I gotta collect them all. That's, right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> We've come to the end of the laughter. Now it's time to crawl on our beds and weep as we fall asleep. Yeah. Oh man, that's so sad. What did you is. eat for dinner? I had a lovely dinner actually. I tweeted it. It was nice. Ooh, what'd you have? Uh, I sautéed some mushrooms. I had some veggies mm. that I sautéed. Nice. I had a cheese bacon burger with that as well. It's the first thing that he's cooked in five years, so that's why it's newsworthy <laughs> and belongs on Twitter. <laughs> So, we have a new event this weekend, yes? We Uh-oh. do. New Jersey Gamer Con. Joyzy. Joyzy. Yes. Is it in a good place in Joyzy? They didn't put you like next to the prison, did they? No, no. No. It'll be in lovely <laughs> Cherry Hill. My Cherry Hill. The entire right. thing is designed in one big circle. Where we are going to interview... Dan Cattell, who is a cosplayer, wow. and he also has a merch table there where he makes uh, pixelated gear like clocks and photos and things like that, which is pretty cool. I'm excited to see what he's got. That is cool. Very excited, yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice. Yeah, he's going to be doing a panel about Metroid nice. and yeah, the history of Samus. Yay! Ooh. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I should have to tune in. <laughs> yeah, apparently they have an arcade there that's 24 hours open, so I'm all about that oh, life. God help you. You'll never get it. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just <laughs> stay all night? <laughs> I might. I might do that. Right? Yeah, I might go up Saturday and stay there forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, it's our birthday coming up. July 28th, the Thread Raiders birthday extravaganza. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday. Do you realize that's this month? That, that scares me. Isn't that insane? <laughs> one full year of Thread Raiders. You started That's one incredible. day after my birthday. That's even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad that it's July already. Ugh. Uh, yeah. yeah, Rick, we're going to have you back for our 50th, so we hope that you're uh, taking care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just hang in yeah. there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just Lay as long as you don't go for the you know 150th, then I'll be really in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to be streaming games all day long. We're going to be doing some RPGs, video games, maybe some board Fun. games. We get some camera equipment. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Maybe nice. some open legend RPG. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> Are you interested in playing if we do? I might have to join in. Yeah, maybe. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah a good chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Gen Con, yeah, right, Dave? That's right. Look out, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And you will be DMing for Cobalt Press. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. The guys that hate me now because I was supposed to DM in Origins and I've moved and forgot. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, Ben's not too happy with me. No. <laughs> sorry, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. They're good people. I'm sure he'll forgive you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after after 50 years from now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, life, life happens. You know, he knows it. So, Dave, what are we doing at Gen Con? Yeah, so uh, well, I'm thinking the first night we get there, when we show up, we're going to do a little get-together. Um, we're going to record a podcast. So we're going to get um, Adam Christopher, who's the writer of um, Arc City, my audio drama. He's going to be there. He actually lives over that way. So he's going to be coming cool. by to hang out with us. And then Amara will be there, my lovely daughter. Yay. And then Yay. so I think the four of us will chit-chat about Thread Raiders, about... Um, Arc City, about life, about Gen Con, and then mm-hmm. hopefully um, we can get some questions. So if Thread Raiders have any questions, uh, any of my guys, I'll be putting it out <clears> on my <throat> podcast, any questions they have for us personally or for the shows to let us know, and we'll answer those questions yeah. uh, while we do a recording on scene. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, yeah, we do the, I have the ABGMing, uh, Cobalt Press, a campaign, a heist, which I've been doing on uh, practicing my Twitch streaming prowess. Nice. Been, I did pretty nice. good. Uh, yeah, last. Couple, you did, yeah. Actually, I'm surprised. I'll, yeah, it's, it's takes a little finagling, but uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not too bad once you get the hang of it. The OBS, mm-hmm. you know, getting those cameras set up right. Yeah. What yeah. game did you play? Uh, I played the game that I'm I'm gonna do. It's it's a Gen Con. It's a D and D five e. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Heist. 
So I did some yeah. little practice runs, you know, before before we get to Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the same one, just doing it over with some different people. And every group of people that I do it with, it's a different outcome. So it's kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> some people blow up the town. Some people blow up the casino. Some people sneak in and sneak out. So. <laughs> and I will be at Gen Con also doing it up. Um, my schedule is is pretty full, but awesome. I will make room to see everybody. I'm really excited to meet everyone. Uh, also, the shout out this week for Gen Con is for Paul Warrior Games. I had mentioned briefly before uh, they listen to our podcast and let us know that they will also be at Gen Con. So for those who don't remember, they actually created Ogre Cheerleaders. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've heard of that game. Yeah, it's such a cute game fast paced i would highly recommend stopping over saying hi to them and trying out their game sweet awesome mm-hmm. want to make a note of that if you want to cosplay if you want to cosplay as an ogre or a cheerleader that would be just fine Ooh. i could probably oh, that pull that be, off. that would be an epic memorable <laughs> oh, I, should tell them about that. I could pull that off i could do the female ogre cheerleader i could do it if nice. you dress up like an ogre cheerleader and go over to paul warrior games i will give you a set of dice from tabletop oh my loot god I could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Dice mm-hmm. lure. Dice lure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to borrow some skirts and... <laughs> some I got you. I got you. You want my pom-pom? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested in seeing Paul Warrior Games on Twitter, you can actually put that all together. Tw- Paul Warrior Games. <laughs> and then you can find them. Well, and you guys will get a lot of swag. From what I understand, the Gen Con swag is no joke, what you guys Ooh. get in those bags that they give you. For the money I spent on events, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> oh, yeah. might match up to that. Yeah. yeah. I spent like $250 on events. Oh, don't don't doubt, because they give you a lot of, I guess last year, what was it, like five boxes of miniatures, four or five? I mean, they Ooh, went way sexy. out of their way. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. I love when they go out of their way. They do. <laughs> and lastly we have the extra life fundraiser on november 3rd 24 hours of gaming straight mm-hmm. all kinds of board games rpgs <clears throat> we have all kinds of people from the community who are going to come join us uh, like Savrick is going to join us um virus is going to be doing some streaming um dave and i will be doing an rpg as well and yes. um, we're still looking for people so if you're interested you can definitely hit one of us up and we can schedule you guys we're going to be starting schedule probably like october to try to get everything planned and make sure it's not overlapping with each other right. um, but you don't have to wait until november 3rd to make a donation you can actually make a donation today right on the extra life website if you type thread raiders in the search bar you can find us you can di- donate to any one of our thread raiders however you do not have to donate to thread raiders you can donate to any of the other groups all of the proceeds go to children's hospital no matter what group that you donate to ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to the thread raiders podcast we hope you enjoyed it uh also we want to give a good shout out to tabletop loot our steadfast sponsor as well as to rick mori for being our fabulous rick, guest today we really pleasure. appreciate you loved it loved it loved it really appreciate you stopping by oh my pleasure guys i look forward to maybe again sneaking in at some point for those of you looking to find rick m the gm uh, you can find him on twitter at rick m rick is r-i-c m the g-m and also, you can find him on YouTube. Uh, absolutely. Check out his YouTube channel. He's got a lot of great videos on there about uh, Pathfinder, D&D, and all the tabletop games. Yep. Love love RPG. Mm-hmm. RPG life. <laughs> and for those of you who are listening on iTunes, uh, we would really appreciate it if you give us a review. It helps others to find us. And for those of you who want to find out more about the Thread Raiders, you can check us out on threadraiders.com. Uh, where we have links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all of our other social media properties, of which there are many. 